Hi, and welcome to the Property Matters podcast. I'm Gareth Gibson, and I'm happy that you've joined me today. Please sit back, relax, and uh, grab a cup of coffee, tea, water, whatever it is. Or if you're driving, um, just try and absorb everything that I talk about. And uh, if you like this podcast, uh, recommend it to a friend, uh, subscribe, and I'll try and update as regularly as possible. Um, So without further ado, let's get into it. So yesterday you will have uh, seen I released a podcast about uh, who I am titled about me uh, I did review it and I thought I'm gonna leave it up there a little bit unedited uh, because why the hell should I censor myself uh, if you're gonna learn a, a little bit more about me and who I am you might as well have it a little bit more raw and uncut so if you haven't already I hope that you subscribe uh, or share it out to somebody else that you think will find a bit more value I know that the quality isn't best right now I am gearing towards getting up a bit more uh, gearing up to getting a bit more equipment to make it a little bit more clean cut and uh, less scrappy but if scrappy is what a scrappy does to get started that's what I'm gonna do so I've just wrapped up another day in the industry and I actually went out to a new business park in the area Uh, I say new because it's uh, freshly developed there are still some finishing touches being done by the developer Um, quite a few of the tenants have already started moving into that uh, that park and it is definitely something that I'd attach myself to Um, you won't know it already but uh, in this industry Every broker and his dog goes out into the market and tries to control the stock. And by controlling the stock, they try to control the number of inquiries that come in as well. So they would basically prostitute a property out to everybody, hoping, you know, uh, I say prostitute, it's more like casting a very big net with big holes into an ocean hoping to catch a whale and letting many little fish slip through and that's not what I intend to do I try and align myself with property owners who have a lot to offer and their offering is of a top to higher end quality not because it's the biggest returns it's because I believe in quality if you own a business and it doesn't matter if it's dirty and what I mean by dirty being in manufacturing it doesn't matter if it's a scrappy business and I mean like food processing if you have got a business that you are proud of why the hell should you be in a crappy area just because the the rent is low forgive me for saying this but 
I think a part of my mom's big success in business the time that she was in business and I, I witnessed it for myself is that she spent money to make money and what what I noticed is that yeah she might not have been uh, had a year a year's uh, salary and wages in the bank before she employed her first lot of uh, employees no every month that the that the, that the company made money they reinvested it back into the company so they reinvested it into new machinery new staff new furniture new equipment and new premises and yeah okay initially their first their first space their first ever space wasn't the best it wasn't in the best area it was functional it got the feet in the door it got what they needed but the moment they, their lease was up, and I think they took a, I think it was a three-year lease. When that lease came up, they upped and moved over the railway tracks, literally over the railway tracks, and into a new business park, into a new warehouse, and they doubled their, they doubled their revenue, they doubled their turnover, and by turnover I mean their financials, but... Even though they doubled their turnover, their profit, their profitability ended up being very low because they reinvested a lot of that money back into the business just to grow it and grow it and grow it, and they ended up selling it. And that's one thing that uh, bothers me, and it doesn't bother me about everybody. Um, it bothers me about uh, the penny wise and the pound foolish. I don't think that that's the way of getting ahead in business. Um, I may still be young and have a lot to learn, but with the people I've aligned myself with in the last 10 years and the people I've, I've been exposed to, the biggest lesson that I've learned is that, uh, you know what, you've got to appreciate the velocity of money. And I don't just mean that as a consumer, that you need to participate in the economy. I think as a business owner and as a human being, you need to participate in the economy as much as humanly possible because it's got a, you've got a vested interest in this economy in this economy thriving so you need to participate now I'm not saying if you if you have an office and you're based in uh, Krugersdorp that you need to up your backside out of Krugersdorp and move into the heart of Santon CBD and get an office in a skyrise skyscraper and pay maybe 10 times the rental you would at uh, your Krugersdorp office I'm saying that bit by bit at each phase in your business and as it grows instead of staying in Krugersdorp forever up your office and move into let's say uh, um, where, where would I say Honeydew or, or Rampark Ridge or Randburg and from there into Bryanston Fourways, and from there into the heart of Santon. It's all part of a cycle. And I suppose that does come down to you as a business owner what your goals and what your strategy is. And I'm not here to dictate what that is. But what really bothers me is that how people always try and skimp on value. Now, I do align myself myself with property owners that have valuable properties to offer because I honestly believe that they do have the market's needs and wants in mind 
by paying attention to the tiny details such as um, having uh, ablutions in the warehouse for the, the, the pickers and packers and shelf stackers fitted with showers and not just any showers those proper proper sanitary wear fittings I mean that attention to detail in and of itself just shows the forward thinking that these developers and property owners that I work with have for their um, for their, their customers and their customers employees so I'm not so much ranting on that it is literally just kind of like a reflection on what I was exposed to today and how I'm actually really grateful to be working with uh, property owners and developers much like the ones I am um, very fortunate and very grateful and I hope that going forward I can um, you know bring them valuable clients that aren't just uh, you know gonna fly by night and uh, that is a reality in the industry uh, I think it goes across from residential all the way through it doesn't matter which sector of the real estate industry you're in you're always at risk of having a defaulting tenant and it's not necessarily the defaulters that uh, default at no fault of their own it's the defaulters that do so willingly the ones that okay I'm gonna pay my rental for three months sets a precedent and then leverage the Consumer Protection Act and uh, not go anywhere um, <coughs> and that's a fallacy that I, I see a, a, I've heard that a lot of people think that they're protected with the Consumer Protection Act and to a point yes but if you're caught out abusing abusing businesses and uh, using the law to hide behind your time is going to come so if you are a listener that kind of skirts about the law and does things your time is going to come so the whole point of today's podcast was actually more of a reflection and appreciation and uh, as this journey goes on I was already thinking about ways in which I'm going to you know pay it forward and uh, as a father of a little girl she's just turned two and with a little boy on the way and with my 30th birthday coming this this year I have kind of had like a mindset shift so to speak where is uh, maybe eight years ago my my focus was born towards trying to help animals that were defenseless and I still think that's a very noble cause but after becoming a father I was horrified to have been exposed to the ideas that there are many kids that are in South Africa not just in South Africa in the world at large that are either orphaned and street kids and uh, hustling and, and committing petty crime to get their next meal or just look after their siblings to kids that are being abused and prostituted by their own damn parents it just it floored me and disgusted me and broke my heart because I look I look at my daughter every day and I wonder who in their right mind and, and I can't say right mind because I don't think anyone that can harm a child a child and specifically their own child is in their right mind but still who could actually willfully harm a child so having said that and I'm not going to get into too much detail 
on the, 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 the horrors that children in South Africa and the world at large face on a daily basis. Um, if you guys know of any um, non-profit organizations that deal with um, uh, children from abusive backgrounds, uh, children that are sickly, uh, children that are orphaned, children aged from infant to 18 years old, it doesn't matter the age, please let me know because I'd like to look into their operation and see how I as a, an ordinary citizen can get involved in the programs and trying to help uh, our nation's youth um, better their lives even if it is one small act of kindness at a time if you know of anything please let me know i know that i do have google at my fingertips and i am uh, looking into it i have actually shortlisted one or two that i've managed to find um, but in my mind's eye that's not enough i don't just want to support two organizations i actually want to support as many as i can until the day i die and that's kind of like a thought process and legacy i want to leave for my kids um, and more so i actually want to lead a life that my kids can be proud of and not ashamed of or embarrassed of and uh, i kind of feel like this is something that can do good for somebody while also teaching a valuable lesson to my kids and also helping me make a meaningful difference in the world and in my country as it is today. I think it, it starts with me, it starts with you, it starts with all of us. If we want change, we can't rely on the governments and the powers that be. We have to be the change that we want to see in the world. Okay, so I am kind of going on a bit of a rant. Maybe that's what I'm going to do on uh, Wednesday afternoons, is kind of go on what I call rants. Um, one of the things that... I've been asked by a lot of people, um, both professionally and personally, is that as I fast approach 30, you've heard me talk about it now in yesterday's podcast and today's podcast, no, I'm not fearing 30, I'm, I'm really looking forward to it, uh, I think it's another another decade in my life where a lot of positive change is going to come for me, my family, and a lot of positive change I'm going to bring to my clients and uh, the world at large. Um, so as I approach 30, I look back at myself from 20 years old to now and I'm almost ashamed to say that I'd fallen into the, 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 the stereotypical millennial trap that a lot of people have a look at. Um, I listen to other podcasts, number one, uh, Dropping Bombs with The Real Bradley and there was a guest on there who um, I think he's in his, uh, in his late 40s, early 50s. A successful entrepreneur a large organization and he invests a lot of money into his people and uh, he made an observation that says young people and from the ages of about 20 to 27 are always trying to life hack their way to success and you know what despite the fact that I've been in this industry for going on nearly 10 years um, I fell victim to it too you kind of try to fast-track your success without doing your time uh, you, you without putting in the necessary time hours efforts years and gaining the necessary knowledge and experience uh, to call yourself an expert 
oof, as a young 20-something, I was also a victim of that, you know, looking into dropshipping and Facebook ads and ways to try and like, kind of short-circuit the system to try and springboard me into overnight success. I did fall into that millennial trap. I, I can actually remember the process quite vividly. Um, and that was actually after my first failed uh, side business. Uh, which is a topic for another conversation in another podcast but as I approach 30 I look back at the last 10 years of my life and I don't think that uh, those were those those searching for the life hacks were wasted moments I honestly look at them as part of the process part of the 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 knocking of my head so to speak in learning that there is no shortcuts to success guys and any business owner listening to this podcast whether it be for the uh, you've been a business owner for a day a month a year five years ten years doesn't matter i think you'll all appreciate the lessons that you've had to learn along the way throughout your business journey and the time before that that uh, the process you had gone through where you decided screw it let's do it there is no shortcut to success and as Brad Lee would put it, in his, in his own words, he considers hard work the manual labor of this world. You know, firefighters, uh, loggers, uh, miners, construction workers. That manual labor is tough, hard work. But putting in the hours at work and doing, doing the, the, the grind, so to speak, um, it's not hard. It's actually very easy to do. What's hard is to try and get yourself to kind of push through the I'll do it tomorrow, I'll do it tomorrow, I'll do it tomorrow, not now, I don't feel like it. That's the hard work. There's no short shortcut to success. And what, what I love about what I do um, as an industrial commercial broker and portfolio manager is that I get to meet business owners who have been in business for three years, five years, ten years, twenty years. 30 years all walks of life all different creeds races sexual orientations religions i get to meet them from all different walks of life and you know what they all have in common they worked hard for or they worked they put in the time let's let's put it that way they put they did their time learned their lessons implemented what they learned and never stopped learning along the way it's all part of an evolutionary process, so to speak. I think with every day that you are gifted with, it is um, a day that you shouldn't waste. It is a day that you should try and better yourself. And, and even if it is a small, small improvement, it should, you should always be improving on the you from yesterday. So it's not really, this podcast hasn't really gone property related. It started very property related, but it's geared more towards uh, entrepreneurialism, self-improvement and uh, all the rest of it. And you know what, even though property is an industry on its own, it's still an uh, entrepreneurial, excuse me, a bit tongue-tied, entrepreneurial facet of business. People have made, well, the the person that I, well, one of the, let's Let's start that again. One of the landlords that I work with has done nothing else but build an empire and a fully functioning business on the backs of, of his properties. 
he's got a full fully functioning business that is all property related so I still look at property as a facet of entrepreneurialism and that's why I think uh, I'm touching on those aspects so you can probably hear that I'm doing a lot of these podcasts in the car and it's because I am really busy during the day and uh, during the days I kind of do document my days via video and I'm going to start documenting a little bit more on my social media however um, as I drive home I sit and I think and reflect and uh, yeah very interesting times that we're living in specifically for the for the real estate uh, market in South Africa guys uh, I actually I got hold of the Reda report for Q1 2021 um, downloaded it onto my phone I'm going to after I put uh, spend a bit of time with the family when we have relaxation time a little bit later uh, after Baba's bath and gone to bed we've had dinner my wife's on the couch playing games on her phone I'm going to uh, read this Reda report I, I, I kind of skimmed through it today and what I saw what I saw was uh, very surprising but not shocking because I think uh, we all saw it coming um, so I'm going to share those details in another podcast I'm actually going to write an article on it as well uh, the article will be linked in the description of this podcast at a later date so if you listen to this long after this actual podcast was uh, recorded and published you'll probably if you look in the description you'll probably find the link to um, the article I'll do a lot of those uh, kind of reviews but from what I saw very very interesting stuff happening in the real estate market and I think that uh, property investors wannabe investors or anyone looking at kind of growing their asset list uh, to including property should really consider looking at this report uh, quarterly every every quarter of every year to kind of get a put their, their finger on the pulse of the industry and what's happening so that they can make strategic moves and uh, update their strategies and plans because um, there were there were some surprising details and facts that I picked up there not gonna not gonna reveal too much now because then I'm just gonna ru- uh, ruin another podcast um, and uh, because I have to deal with actual facts and data I'm not gonna do that one while, while driving I'll sit and uh, actually record that one in a quiet location. So maybe maybe the quality will be a lot less grainy. Um, I'm actually going to take this audio clip and try and see if I can filter the noise pollution. So then maybe you won't be able to pick up the pick up the noise of me in the car. If you do, sorry, not sorry. If you don't, well, it worked. Alright guys, that's it for today. I will catch up with you next time. As always, have a good evening and uh, I'll catch up with you later.